Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs podcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... Ah! I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode 37 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. What's up, Big Tasty? Not much. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. So um, last week, I believe it was in the podcast, um, I started out that way and I sang to you, was a big tasty. So we've had um, my friend Carson uh, has been staying with us all this week because he's going to be going and playing keys at a, at, a, at a youth camp down in Miami. So he's like, hey, guys, can I come down from Jacksonville, spend a week, and then I'm going to go down to this camp. And we're like, yeah, man. And he loves to listen to the podcast. So all week around my house, everybody's been just singing, what's up, big tasty? (laughs) (laughs) He just thought it was so funny. And so he just keeps like, uh, I'll get up in the morning. It's it's been kind of fun. Like I'll get up morning, do my stretches, make my coffee. And then Carson comes out and he reads his Bible on the couch while I'm and like reading. And like, I'll like walk by his room because he gets up pretty early. And the door will and he'll just look at me and I'll be like, I'll kind of give him like the good morning nod and he'll just go, what's up, big Daisy? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man. So we're in a, we're in a, a couple of group uh, chats, group like DM chats on Instagram with some other Christian memers and uh, they have all been having a lot of fun with the big tasty nickname. That's right. I love it. Yeah. How much do you hate me? For that, for that name. Well, Big Gingy, I don't think I hate you a lot at all. Yeah. <laughs> Your face when I first started calling you that was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Oh man. It was just was, one of those things that kind of happened, you know. Oh yeah. It was a happening. Yeah. You know what else happened? What? I am no longer on staff at Pathway Church. Wow. How does that feel, man? This was it, right? This was the goodbye. Yeah, Friday was my last day. And then this weekend, uh, they brought us up on stage in both our services. And I got to share a little bit from my heart and to thank the church for um, all that they had done, uh, you know, for me and my family. And uh, then they did a reception in our coffee shop afterwards. And so it was was really good. But like, I just don't know. It's almost, I don't want to say anticlimactic. I I don't know. It's pretty weird, Um, man. They watched you grow up. They did. And so like, I know it's just weird. Like, I don't know how to go to another church. Like I've never gone to another church, you know? So, uh, but we get the next three weeks off, uh, which is going to be awesome. Um, Wait, just, just take a pause there. You get three weeks off. Yeah. I I technically don't have a job for three weeks. Man. Godspeed. Which is the first time in, since I was 14 that I haven't had a job. Wow. That's yeah. uh I mean I have a job, but like I'm not on a payroll anywhere right now. So in between my uh my last church and my current church, so I've been in my current church almost eleven years. I had a couple of weeks of what you're experiencing right now, and it was glorious. Yeah. I highly recommend to any of you that are making transitions fight to get some of that time off before you go. I've watched a couple of friends make a transition and then just immediately get started. And every one of them have, uh, have regretted that that decision because you're excited and you want to jump in. Um, like I, I, like I said, I'm so excited to move down here to TC three, but also, um, they move into a brand new thousand seat auditorium. My first week there is when it gets opened up to the church. So it's going to be nothing but crazy once I get there. So I'm like, you know what? After 10 years of ministry at this church, I need a little bit of time just to... Oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, tomorrow we go to the beach. Good for you, man. Yep. I mean, after I edit the podcast, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, I'm not going to the beach tomorrow. I'm, I'm, not, happy about, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> because, you know, you don't think about this um, when you're podcasting because, you know, like... I know you guys are sitting out there going, oh, these guys, they get to talk to all these cool people and they're sponsored by the experience conference and all these different things. And they were, you know, sponsored by planning center, but like literally I'm sitting at home and I, I, I'm going to show big tasty. Look at my shirt. Look at all the stains on this shirt (laughs) from 
my pasta from earlier. Nice. You know what I mean? Like, nice. it's not sexy. This whole thing is just not, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so you don't think about it. So you just talk about your life and what's going on. Well, somebody hit us in the DMs and they were like, hey, look, I'm passing Uncle Jerry's church. And it was like a map, down, a map quest <laughs> of my church. And I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> That's so. so cool, man. Man, I'm I'm so glad that you are uh, heading into some downtime before you start at the new place. I hope yeah, you feel honored and celebrated and commissioned uh, yeah. to head there, uh, but not tomorrow. You got weeks to think about that. Maybe a trip to uh, the old Indiana this week. Do a <laughs> little brainstorming. I, I, I would call it God's country, but I've been there. So, <laughs> no offense to my Indiana people, but there's just a lot of soybeans there. <laughs> there are. It has its. It has a charm all its own. Now, I will say though, I, I've not expli- you know explored tons of Indiana. Just the places you know my in-laws have ever lived. So, gotcha, gotcha. We'll we'll let you we'll let you see some uh, some of the brighter lights. Okay. On this trip, I'm excited. All right. Well, I mean, I get to come experience your recessed lighting. So. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask a question yeah what you got right here at the top i need a couple things from the nation number one Ooh, okay have you subscribed to the podcast mm, are you following question. the instagram have you liked us on facebook do that leave us a five-star review glowing five stars that's the best way to help if you've gotten anything out of this at all five stars that's right secondly have you registered to join us in Orlando in September at the Experience Conference? Oh, fam! I sure hope so. It's going to be lit. Better than any Google Hang. Better than any Google Hang. And I don't know what, if you were going to say something is more than lit, I don't know what that word is. But that's uh, what this is going to be. A banger? It, it is going to be a banger. I'll be totally on. And that's the T, sis. So join us, man. You guys, every like unbelievable artists, unbelievable speakers. That's uh, right. We're you're gonna get to hang with us. We're gonna do a live podcast, or you can a live podcast recording. Like you're gonna be there, and Jeremy won't. He's not gonna be in his you know basketball shorts and his uh, pasta stained yeah. T-shirt, or maybe he will be. You don't know. The dude is crazy. You don't know what's going on up there. <laughs> he might be in this very outfit. It's, yeah. it's worth a trip to Orlando to find out. That's right. And uh, like I said, we get to come hang out with your boys and uh, get to meet Scott Longyear too in person. Dude. And so I just don't know why you're not signed up. And do we mention it's at Disney World? Dude, I, I literally, I don't know how much, how much better it could be. Exactly. So just come. Just come. Yep. Just do it. Don't be a doink. Make don't it be happen. a doink. Do it. Oh, man. Dude, it was a... Uh, a tough week in the tech world uh, mm, for this, sure. th- this week. Um, I don't know if all of you may have seen this or not, but uh, a good friend of the podcast and to many in the, the realm of church uh, production, uh, by a gentleman by the name of Andrew Stone, and he would have been in episodes 13 and 14 of the podcast with MXU. Um, he, he passed away suddenly uh, this week. I guess he was at church and collapsed and, uh, and he passed. And so uh, been just a, Man, when I saw the news on 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 Facebook, I was like, somebody who I I just randomly knew was like, you know, rest in peace, my good friend. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I thought, no, there's no way this is, you know, that's gone on. And turns out he 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 did pass. And so um, I've, I've texted a little bit with Lee Fields, and you know, they're just trying to figure out and get their head wrapped around all of this. And so, man, have you read many of the articles uh, that are out there about Andrew and like? I mean, he really, I think you said it best, like Andrew Stone pushed the needle on what churches were doing when it came to production. I mean, that dude came out of like some of the biggest concert touring uh, things in like the 80s and 90s. And uh, I mean, he just really pushed the church to think differently about how we approached uh, production and technology in the church and like just the impact that this guy has had. Unbelievable. Yeah, you would be you'd be very hard pressed to find somebody who has uh, raised the bar any any farther than than Andrew Stone and the production folks at Church on the Move under his leadership. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
I've uh, I attended Seeds Conference uh, with my pastor, and um, that's something at Church on the Move uh, just was unbelievable. I mean, the stuff that they were doing, um, man, they were doing it before anybody else was doing it. And yeah, um, right. and and look, I, I think our podcast is amazing, but back when MXU came on, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Very few people had heard of our podcast. And so here's this guy. And so my, you know, my production guy was, I'm going to get the name wrong because I don't remember what it is, but like what the Grammys are to the secular world. Parnelli Awards. Okay. So that's for production. Yeah, I believe so. Right? Yeah. And so if I understand this right, like the first church production guy to ever get nominated, nominated. for one of those was Andrew Stone. That is true. And that, that is. That, true. That is my friends, that is rare air. And so, you know, he was never anything but super kind to me. I didn't know him one-tenth of what you did or many of the listeners would have, but man, I had a really great experience. And uh, it was a great lesson to me to um, give everybody the benefit of the doubt because I thought, here's this super cool dude that everybody knows coming from this super edgy church. And um, you know, he put on zero airs on that podcast recording. He was just one of the guys and, um, I, man, he will be missed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, and one of the cool things about Andrew is that like, I mean, honestly, I heard a lot of people mix. Nobody does it better than him, but what was always so cool. He was completely open-handed here. This is how I EQ this. This is what my reverb looks like. I'm mixing. He, he would just literally tell you everything because it was important to him that you would be able to also make it sound good. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. there's, there's a lot of guys, sometimes the guys at MXU talk about this and I, I mean, I feel this sometimes like you keep thinking that like, you know, you, you got to keep your little tricks to yourself because like, you know, um, you want to get the next job or you want to get the opportunities to mix the different things. You're like, well, I can't tell people what I'm doing, you know? And like, um, Andrew just didn't care. He just like, open-handed about literally everything and so uh yeah he is he's gonna he leaves a giant hole um in the area of church production i don't know man it's just gonna be really interesting uh, so those guys let's keep lee fields and jeff sandstrom in prayer um they're just trying to kind of wrap their minds around what has happened and then what does the future look like for them and so just praying for wisdom and clarity uh, for them. So just keep them in your prayers. And then if you're, uh, interested church on the move is going to be, um, live streaming the memorial service on Thursday. Wow. So, because there's wow. a lot of people that are, have been very much impacted by Andrew. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so very fitting this week, our lone MVP. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew Stone. Stone. Yep. We salute you I, brother. Yep. <laughs> I will never get rid of this mic that I'm using right now because Andrew's the one that said, dude, stop wasting your money on all this other crap. Just buy that mic right there for $79. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never regretted it. And you have to go go listen to those MXU episodes because <laughs> the story of how he lied his way onto the Carmen tour back in the 80s <laughs> is one of the greatest stories we've heard on the podcast. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, it was very good. So... All right, my man, are you ready to get into our first segment this week that we like to call Prayer Concerns? Each week on the Worship Leader Prowls podcast, we like to take a few minutes and read all of the prayer concerns that you guys get from your churches. Um, but for prayer concerns for us, it's usually the complaints that people will put on their welcome cards or their connection cards. In that little area that specifically says, how can we pray for you? People think they need to let us know that the lights are too bright or maybe it's too loud or I don't like the way the pastor speaks, you know? So that's how they use that. And so I'm not real sure how we pray for them, but what we'd like to do is just to read those here on the air with you guys. And so we've said this before like we're not doing this because we're trying to like make fun of people like it's crazy how um, when you hear some of the complaints that people have it makes your world feel just a little bit smaller because a lot of times when you get stuck in your church and your thing you're thinking am i the only one that deals with this and guess what you're not you're not you're not so big tasty what, what do you got this week okay <laughs> good batch good batch let's hop right in prayer concern number one you open your mouth too wide when you sing it's unnecessary, and you need to stop trying to get attention. 
Come on, fam. Golly. Yeah. I have a question real yeah. quick before yeah. I keep going. So my wife is outside talking to her mother, and there's a cat meowing nonstop. Are you hearing that? I don't hear it. Okay. <laughs> it's so annoying. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Number two. Number two. You must be the new worship pastor. I only like some of the things you do. <laughs> hey, dude, you know what, though? At least there's some things that yeah, he's doing right? well. I mean, they don't hate everything. <laughs> I just hate most. Miss of most of it. Just most of it. Number three. Can you please open the blinds? Jesus died to let the light shine so you could stand to do the same. <laughs> Open the blinds. <laughs> Open those blinds up, man. Come on. <laughs> Number four. Between our morning sound check and first service, we were praying together as a team. One Sunday, an older lady from the church pulled our violinist out of the prayer group and began lecturing her and telling her that as a worshiper, you should be holy and set apart, the whole time gesturing to the hickey-like mark on the violinist's neck. The violinist finally got the lady to understand that many people who play violin develop a callus or rough patch on their neck from the chin rest that sits against their neck when they play. <laughs> oh, pulled her out of prayer for that. I mean, come on, fam. Come on, fam. That's a throat punch. Come on, yeah. dude. Like, uh. May as well ask them if they're pregnant, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number five. One night I was playing on the worship team, and someone shouted from the back of the room, get some new tech people. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All I could think of was Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Eat your food, Tina. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, number six. I was a part-time contemporary worship pastor years ago. I reported to the director of music. We had a one-on-one -on -one meeting, and she told me that she got so bored during my service that during the music, she had to go and sit in her office. Oh, <laughs> no. And that's from the boss lady. Oh, my gosh. I mean, gosh. not the boss lady, but his boss lady. I wonder if she ended it with boom, roasted. <laughs> Dang, dude. I don't know how you come back from that one. Yeah, that's pretty rough. It's pretty, yeah. Pretty rough. Pretty rough. All right, number seven. I was at front of house, and after our first Sunday service, we had a guy come up to the booth and show us the DB meter on his phone, and he said, it's way too loud. It's 130 DB in here. There was a small discussion, but we eventually asked him, what weighting is that in? And he motioned his phone in his hand like he was gauging the weight and said, mm, about three ounces. <laughs> 130 dB. Oh, so I, I, I had that happen. Uh, elder came up. And he would always have his kids and, and earplugs. And, and like I've told you guys, we, we at Pathway, dude, they don't really, they don't go over 90, like maybe 91 on like a giant part of a song. And he came up and he was like, I just measured and he, and he's like a double PhD doctor kind of a guy. And like, he was just like, I measured 136 decibels. I go 0% chance. And he fought me and fought me, went to the senior pastor. And I finally, I go, come to the booth with me, guys. Yeah, I go, you see this, this, this setup right here, this is a calibrated decibel meter with a professional microphone and professional software to catch it. Do you want me to try to push 136 decibels? Like you did not measure 136 decibels. Ain't no way, man. So, and that was even going to see waiting. Like, I don't, I don't have to explain waiting. Tell my worship pastor friends out there, do I? You know what? I'll be, I don't think it'd be a bad idea. Okay, so so here's a little um, layman audio for you. So when you're measuring decibels, weighting uh, is an important factor in it. So you have A weighting and you have C weighting. A weighting is only taking into consideration as it's measuring the uh, 
the the acoustic uh, in the room it's only taking into account the the frequency range that the typical human ear can hear c weighting takes into effect all of the frequency so you're measuring more a little bit of the low end which is sometimes maybe felt and not heard and so like most engineers will use a weighting because they're trying to just actually see how loud it is for the frequencies that a person actually is capable of hearing. So um, C weighting is always going to be louder than A weighting. And so I guess what I've always heard is the rule of thumb is that when you switch from A weighting to C weighting, you'd want it to be like six to 10 decibels louder than what your A weight is. So like if you're running 90 and you flipped over to C weighting and it was 98, that would be very good and acceptable. Fantastic. So there's your there's your audio moment of the day. Audio moment of the day. That's your AMD. Yeah. Let's not do more of those. <laughs> so that makes it funny when he says waiting. It's about three ounces. It's about three ounces. So if you have that context, that, that prayer concern just gets infinitely funnier. Okay, number eight. This is the last one in the bottom oh. of the pudding cup. A lady at church told our group to please just put on Pandora during worship because you guys are that bad. I think this is terrible. And, and if I feel like whoever said that guaranteed they were essential oils. <laughs> I don't know why that comes to my head. I just think, yeah, well, just you know, carry some peppermint around, man. Just yeah, dab it and yeah. smack them right in the forehead when they say that. Yeah. That put on, on guard is way too, way too stinky right now. You guys are that bad. Wow. Come on. That's fam. incredible. Seriously. Hey, thank you so much for sending in your prayer concerns to the Worship Leader Problems podcast. Um, if you if you got some funny ones and you would like us to read them live here on the podcast, send them to info at worshipleaderprobs.com. We'll never mention uh, you, your name. We won't mention your church name. We'll keep it super anonymous. So again, thank you for being a part of the podcast and sending in those prayer concerns. All right, my man. Well, let's get into our uh, last section of the podcast before we jump into our uh, interview with Thrive Worship, and we like to call it sliding into the DMs. Well, we've said it a million times. We get a ton of uh, DM questions uh, week after week on our Instagram account, people asking for just uh, help, and they're asking for uh, just some, some wisdom and things like that. And we don't always get enough of a chance to be able to, to to answer things as fully as we'd like to. And so we take some time here on the podcast to be able to fully expound upon some of these things. And so, Big Tasty, what are we talking about this week? Uh, we're talking about moving beyond the music and to developing the heart, you know? Uh, yeah. so many of, uh, the people come and they want to join the team because they love music, which is great. God made it. We love it. Music is awesome, but yeah. we, it, we're not doing music just for music's sake. We want to develop that heart of worship behind it. So, you know what, in a shocking turn of events, Jeremy has graciously agreed to go first again this week, which is, oh, man. it just tells you, it really, it tells you a little bit about who he is. <laughs> That's the kind of guy he is. You know, I hate you sometimes, <laughs> but I love you so much at the same time, too. Um, I feel like sometimes in churches, there's a trend of let's just find the best musician that we can, and then they can just go lead the worship. Absolutely. And like that, that's good. Uh, I do believe the Lord calls for excellence when it comes to the, to our worship. Um, if you look at the way he set up the temple and, and all that kind of stuff, like I think excellence means a lot to the Lord. Um, but there's something about um, that that if they don't have a heart for the Lord and fully understanding who they're leading the people to and why they're leading the people to them, you can kind of sometimes get into where it can turn a little bit more performancey than it than it being like we are literally gathering to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And to through our song, through our prayer time, through moments of silence, through the reading of scripture together, we are acknowledging that God is holy and he's good and he's just and that he's worthy of all our praise. And so um, I think um, in our church, before our current worship pastor came on board with Randy, um, we had a huge um, emphasis on just strong musicianship at the cost of a heart for worship, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. good people who love Jesus, but it was like 
it was always more important that we sounded good and hoped that we led the Lord, you led people to the Lord at the same time. So when Randy came in, major shift, like everything we did, it was always about the spirit over the music. And so, um, Randy from a very early on began, um, doing lots of Bible studies, like with the team, um, lots of time in prayer, lots of time sending stuff out during the week to always put the emphasis on the spiritual side of it more than the musical side. So again, I'm not saying that for, for like for us in our, when I, in my time at pathway, that the music wasn't important. It was, I mean, we did, we had all the rehearsals and we used click tracks and we did everything we could to make it sound great, but we always emphasized the spiritual over, because again, what is, what does big tasty always say? Brian always says as a worship leader, what are the th- three things you're trying to do? You got to know the way you got to point the way and you got to get out of the way, you know? And so, um, so I think what happens is, is you've got to start really challenging people on the conversations that you have. You know, like when you come off the stage, we used to always went like in my first six months with Randy, come off the Oh gosh, we messed up here. This probably didn't sound good. Um, uh, how do we make this better? And finally Randy was like, Can we stop? Everybody stop right now. And one day he sat everybody down and he said, Could it be better? Yes. But from now on, let's talk about all the things we witnessed God do before we ever once bring up how we can get better music. That's great. That's great. And we were I'll be honest, we were mad at first because mm. mm. we're like, well, wait a second. Like we want this thing to be good and we want it to honor God. And, and, you know, and so like, we were like, we're not doing that. Well, then Randy just kept, no, stop. What did, what did you see God do? And so finally somebody stepped up and like, oh man, you know, I saw so-and-so and they, they were crying and their hands were in the air. And I really feel like God was being ministered to. Okay, good. Anybody else? What did you see the Lord doing? Somebody, well, I had a hard week this week. And when we were singing that song, I just the music kind of fell away and I was just worshiping the Lord and okay, that's good. You know what I mean? And so like we, our minds began to shift in how we were um, processing the services. It was more about what is God doing than it was, how can we sound better? How do you know, get better? The conversations in the green room, sometimes it, it would be like all about gear and songs. And did you see this and play a chord this way? Or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Maybe, well, maybe if the keyboard would jump up, well, they start to be more, hey, what'd you read in the word this week? Mm. What's going on? How's your life? You know what I mean? So we began to really have like, take more of like a a minister's heart behind it, behind what we were doing than just a musician's heart. So I just think that it's intentional conversations pointing the people that like, yeah, excellence is important, but never at the expense of leading people into God's presence. Yeah, that's fantastic, man. Um, so intentional. <clears throat> excuse me and you know being intentional is is so important especially for us as leaders because for us as leaders we set the tone for this and yeah. um you know they they say within 5 years or however long the span is the uh, the team or the people <clears throat> excuse me the group they take on uh, the traits of their leader and so um you know for us as leaders what kind of what kind of traits are we passing on uh what kind of what kind of what are they seeing in us uh, that is, you know, uh, what what are we modeling for them? And so, um, you know, I applaud Randy for being so intentional, uh, intentional with that. You know, uh, I, I think, um, you know, leaders, man, being prepared and being prepared spiritually as well as musically and kind of always pointing your people to the why. Yeah, the why absolutely. is so important. You know, we've gone at our church. We've gone through a season where, um, you know, a couple of years ago we added a service, and now we've added some campuses. And um, so, most of what has come our way has been, we need more from you. And so, it's very easy uh, to get into the mindset of, "Gosh, this is taking up so much of my life, so much of my weekend, whatever." instead of looking at it what a what an opportunity yeah you know what an opportunity god has given us you know um we you know we 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 try to pray every weekend uh before in our kind of you know group prayer time you know god um may they see or hear something in us that draws them to you may they see or hear something in us that helps them to 
uh, set aside whatever distraction is working on their heart today. Maybe they had a fight with their spouse. Maybe somebody cut them off in traffic. Maybe they're, they lost their job. Maybe a family member passed. You know, I, I always try to remind myself and I, I, I need to remind my team of this more often in that you would be astonished if we had the time to pass a microphone around our room before the service started and just let everybody uh, give a word about how they're coming in today. What was your week like? You would be astonished. Several years ago, I had uh, a lady come up to me uh, and say, at, this was after the service on a Saturday night, Kim and I were walking out and she said, I just want you to know, um, I had decided to take my own life. And something said to me, give it one more shot, give, give church one more chance. Wow. And she came to our service that night. And, uh, you know, that, that, that puts a, uh, very specific, uh, mindset for those of us that, that, that should give us a very specific mind, mindset for those of us who, who are leading others in worship. And that really it, it is life and death in the oh truest, gosh. in the truest wow. sense of, in the truest sense of the word, you know, sometimes, uh, we, we, we can, I, and I'm, I'm fam, I'm speaking to myself here. Uh, you know, our weekends are long and sometimes it, it can become a little bit of a grind. Um, I, I do a lot of the leading at our church and it's Saturday and Sunday. And, um, for those, especially if, if you're in a situation where you have services on multiple days, and I know some people are DMing us, there's Mondays and Thursdays and Sunday nights and all kinds of, I mean, those are, those are long commitments. Yeah. But just to always remind ourselves. Um, that we're we're dealing in we're dealing in a spiritual currency souls baby souls baby um, amen and by and, I mean, and you know what i love the heart of this question and and you know we're we're starting to do a little more of this on facebook too so make sure you like the facebook page this uh we will throw up some stuff that that will be specifically on on facebook um you know and you can write a little more on there sometimes and so um, make sure you're following us and on, on there as well. We'll be doing some Q and a type stuff on there too. So, yeah. And I'd yeah. love to hear from you guys, from the listeners, like, what are you doing to develop a heart of worship within your teams? Amen. You know, you can, you can email us info at worshipleaderprobs.com, or you can even just, uh, DM us or send us a message on Facebook. Love, uh, again, to hear what you guys are doing, uh, to, to develop that heart. And so, Amen. yeah. Awesome, Amen. dude. Well, let's get into uh, round one of our interview with Thrive Worship. This is with Peter and Corbin, uh, two of the, the the guys from 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 Thrive. So when their album came out, it debuted at number one on the Billboard charts. I've been listening to it since it came out. It is fantastic. Now my wife's listening to it, and which is cool. I'm glad, but I'm kind of mad at the same time because when she gets on an album, it's all she'll listen to. <laughs> So I'm, we remember from your 3000 mile odyssey and her oh my fixation gosh, yeah. on the Hamilton soundtrack. Well, that's what I am thankful. It's no longer Hamilton. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the album's great, uh, that you'll need to check out, but man, just their hearts for the kingdom and for what they're doing are, are great. And so you check out, uh, the, the first part of our interview with the guys from thrive worship. Well, the Worship Leader Problems podcast is really, really excited to have Corbin and Peter from Thrive Worship with us. What's up, gentlemen? Hey. How are we doing? Good to have you doing guys. Great. Oh, glad to be here. So Thanks great to have you. So um, I was just telling these guys, like, so they're with Thrive Worship. And now is Thrive, explain a little bit about that. Is that is that like a worship school at Bayside? Is this like a side project at Bayside? Like, what is this all about? Yeah, it's, it's actually a number of things. So uh, our church started... 20 something years ago, I think 24 years ago. And we started a conference uh, about 15 or 16 um, this year, 16 years ago uh, called Thrive. And it's like a leadership conference, but it also has like a just enormous amount of fun and energy in it. And so uh, we started leading worship at that uh, pretty consistently. Usually Lincoln would do like a concert at it and then we would be like the house band. Well, when we started writing some some songs and 
we started trying them, that was kind of the first place that we started to try them. And so, yeah, it's like kind of birthed out of the conference, but then uh, became its own thing. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And is this like, uh, at this point, is this now like a, a permanent gig for you guys? Like you're like the band and traveling and, or is there like, do you have other responsibilities at the church or is this like, you're working at Starbucks and singing with Rob? Like, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, it's, I mean, chime in whenever you want, Pete, but it's, it's definitely in addition to our full-time jobs as worship pastors at the church. Mm. Um, wow. So yeah, it's, it's actually, it's been a quite a busy season, but honestly, one of, one of the best I think we've ever been a part of. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's really good. I, I told these guys, I've been t- on the podcast, I've been saying for a long time, like, y'all, if you're not listening to the new Thrive album, you need to do it. And so, like, I, I was telling these guys, um, you know, in an age where there's only so much room on your phone, yeah. you know, because we've all got like 6,000 pictures we never look at, <laughs> um, you know, so you're like so selective. Like, I listen to an album, I'm like, mm, is it download worthy? And, and I got to be honest, I actually downloaded this entire album. And so... Uh, well done wow. on all of I that. Thank it. you. It almost so. sounded like you said you accidentally downloaded it. Was that no. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, how many members are in Thrive? Because I've seen your promo work and there's like 17 people in the picture. So. <laughs> there's a lot of us. There's, um, well, I guess you could say it's kind of like our whole worship staff is what Thrive Worship is. But wow. um, the there's a few core members members so Corbin myself and a girl named Charmaine we kind of are like the founding members of it and we're we're kind of okay. helping push the project forward but really you know think of it as one giant team um mm. just yeah. doing um a mission that we feel like God's put on our hearts so it's i like to say thrive worship is just an overflow of what we do in church mm-hmm. so really That's you know our bass player uh, who's a volunteer on a weekend could consider himself a part of Thrive Worship. You know what I mean? Awesome. That's so cool. Um, awesome. It's kind of all-encompassing. So hopefully that is a little more clear, but also still kind of confusing at the same time. But that's just kind of what it is. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. How many campuses do you have at Bayside? We got eight right now. Eight. And are you guys spread out at all of the different campuses every weekend? Yeah, we... so. We used to kind of jump around and worship lead at at all of them. Um, then we kind of recently have moved towards a model of being a little more stationary so we can help kind of build into that campus. So right now we've got a female and male worship leader at every campus that are kind of stationed there as their, let's say, main campus. So for instance, Corbin's a worship leader at our Granite Bay campus, which is our main campus. And then I'm over at another campus with Charmaine called our Adventure Campus, and then so on and so forth. And then every once in a while, we'll jump around and check on the campuses and see how they're doing. But for the most part, we try to stick with our campus so we can really uh, invest in that kind of community. But then on Sunday nights, we have a Sunday night service at our main campus, at the Grand Bay campus that Corbin leads at. And we like to do this thing where we actually all come together, all the worship leaders from our yeah. different campuses. We come oh, together wow. and, and we do a big night of worship. And it's just the, the atmosphere at that service is just different than the others. There's a ton of young college people. There's a ton of people who have just, I don't know, it's just like they're more hungry to worship. And so it's a really good spot for us to try new songs, to experiment mm-hmm. with some mm-hmm. stuff and also just kind of go for it. Um, more than your typical weekend service. So that's kind of what we're doing right now. That's awesome. Now you guys will remember, uh, listeners, uh, uh, we were talking about Christmas, you know, because Brian at his church, they do a pretty massive Christmas deal and, you know, all these extra services and more equipment and more people. Well, we were talking about those seasons and I I had been texting with Lee, who's, Lee's your guys' creative arts pastor, right? Yeah. Is that his kind of title? He's like, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, he's kind of like, you could consider him kind of like an executive worship pastor. He's kind of mm-hmm. over okay. the whole worship and production team. But he said you don't yeah. that you don't let him on stage. I'm trying to He's a he's a great bass player. I'm trying to get him up there. Hello, I've come heard on. that. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah, he is. Um, but Lee was at their thing. It was remember we read that whole text of like, oh, we're going to do 17 services at this one campus, and then move the entire Good production night. to this campus. Like this is the church we were talking about Good back night. then. And, and 
when we refer to Lee, it's actually Lee Fields uh, from MXU. We episodes what thirteen and fourteen of our of our podcast that they came on. And so, if you want to get to know Lee a little bit better, who we've kind of been talking about, you can jump back and you can listen to the stuff from MXU then. So, but yeah, um, loving the album. And so, uh, one of our our sponsor of the podcast right now is the Experience Conference, mm. and these guys are going to be night one at the Experience Conference. Yes, so, if you're are. digging their stuff. Buy your plane ticket, get to Disney, it, and man. come hang out. Yeah, it's be nothing awesome. else. Go to Disney. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's right, <laughs> uh, dude. I, so, um, been a weird season at our church, and so I'm in transition. Uh, tomorrow's actually my last day wow. at, at the church that I'm serving in now, and I'm I'm moving. Uh, the Lord's moving us to a new church, and so coming out of the season we've been going to, and just praying through this release and stuff, dude. Y'all song "Greater Things" from the album mm. has like been one of the things that the Lord has used to kind of like sustain me through this season uh, of, of moving on. Um, And so, and it's been crazy. Like I felt like that song was kind of prophecy over my wife and I's life. And the new situation that we're going to is just like it. I was in a great, it was good things I'm in, but like the whole idea of that greater things are coming. Gosh, it was just like, I said, so prophetic. And so I just, thanks for, uh, from hearing from the Lord for writing music that is glorifying him and that the church can use just uh, super thankful for what you guys are doing. That's awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That's so cool. Yeah. And so last night my wife and I had dinner with a pastor friend and we're on our way home and I said, Hey, let me, I want to play something for you. And I just hit track one, uh, breakthrough is coming. And within 20 seconds, we were both, it was her first listen and she was singing along with it, Mm. which is one of the things I love because the the stuff on your on your CD is so uh, singable mm. for congregations, you know that that is that's kind of uncommon these these yeah. days. Uh, yep. And so, yeah, thank you for for <laughs> writing stuff that we can <laughs> we can all use and sing in our churches, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I like I'm fully stuck. I don't, any of you guys listen to Isla Vista Worship at all? I uh, know. Okay, so it's this like legit like R and B worship, but I'm like, oh man, no one, no one can, no one can do runs like that. Come on now, like, <laughs> I'm not bringing that to my church here. <laughs> so, well, hey, um, so we do five questions with all the guests that we have come on the show. We call it the Frank Five, um, just so we're asking you guys to get vulnerable. Um, I have shared when I did it, like, um. I'm a huge fan of when calls the heart, even when my wife's not in the room. Like, you know, I, I'm secure enough to to admit to that. Like it. Uh, it <laughs> you know, so it's just how how willing are you uh, to be just a little bit open? And some of the questions are a little more serious and a little more spiritual and some are kind of dumb. But, um, so <laughs> do you want to you want to get into that, Brian? Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you guys want to maybe uh, take turns on, on these, uh, okay. the qu- first question we ask is, uh, will you tell us a little bit about how you, what your journey into ministry looked like? Sorry, you cut out really fast. What would you say? Um, just tell us a little bit about what did your journey into ministry look like? Yeah. Um, well, mine was, uh, it's funny, you might, these will be different, but also kind of similar because Corbin and I actually went to high school together, which is kind of cool. That's, cool. <laughs> That's <laughs> so we, cool. Man. We both grew up leading worship in our Christian high school, which was awesome. And and for me, that actually had a, a massive impact. Actually, music in, in general is what led me, I would say, into ministry. Music through my youth years um, in junior high, high school kind of kept me grounded to the church. It was an outlet that I had to, um, you know, spend time doing. So I would, you know, midweek I'd be working on the worship set list for that weekend, or I'd be at youth group or I'd be, you know, I'd, I'd play anywhere I possibly could. But I actually, the funny thing was that I never, I never thought I'd ever do full-time ministry. Like I thought, you know, music's great. I love sports and things. Maybe someday I'll be a worship leader on the side and like, you know, just do it for fun. And then um, I went on. So I was graduating high school and I was supposed to go to school for um, for music production. I wanted to maybe do like music, um, cinema music for movies or something. I don't know, music business type of things. I was just like, I'm going to go do that at like a big school. And then I got asked to go on tour with a, a band 
in like a van and trailer around the country. And I was like, well, I've always wanted to go on tour. So I guess I'll go try that. Went and did that for a while, playing bass for a band. And uh, just was not what I wanted to do with my life. Um, they were great. They were a great band and really, really good uh, people. But came back, got a part-time job, started going to school, and then started leading worship at a church. And um, actually lost my part-time job and was just leading worship at the church. And I was doing it so regularly and around there so much, they actually asked me uh, if they could pay me to to be around more. And I was like, well, this is kind of weird being paid to do what I'm already doing as a volunteer. But I was like, okay, well, God, if this is something you're leading me in, then I'm going to gonna take it and go with it. So that kind of opened my eyes to the fact that like, hey, maybe I could spend even more time doing other things, learning about leadership, learning about other things other than music and actually put my skills to use in ministry kind of uh, career mode. And then fast forward, I was a high school worship leader for a long time. And then I actually auditioned to be a part of Bayside because I heard they had an opening there. And I really wanted to work underneath Lincoln and the team there because I just was really inspired by the ministry that was taking place there. And so uh, by God's grace, I've somehow found my way onto staff at Bayside. And I've been there for about 10 years now. And um, awesome loving every second of it. And then everything we're doing with Thrive Worship just kind of came out of that. You know, I was working in production and working as a youth worship leader. And then um, Lincoln kind of began to really uh, invest in, in me as a leader. And he actually ended up, I played for Lincoln on the Road also in his band. So I got to tour with him a ton, see the world that way, learn a lot about worship leading. And then he encouraged us to start writing songs, been writing for a while. And then this whole Thrive Worship thing kind of came out of that. So that's kind of the whole whole story for you. It's awesome. Sorry, Corp. <laughs> oh, no, dude, it's, plenty of other it's a podcast, baby. We can could, could take this as long as we Absolutely. need to. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, so for, who's I, oh, go ahead. Whose idea was the, like, because it sounds like you guys have been doing music and writing for a while. Like whose idea was it like, hey, we should put this down on an album? <laughs> uh, I think it was just like, it, it just kind of naturally happened. I think when we realized that we had gotten all the bad songs or at least some of the bad songs out of our system, <laughs> I don't think they're ever all the way out. Yeah. We're like, Hey, some of these are, some of these are actually doing pretty good. Like, I wonder really, if you think about it, like how often as a worship leader, you're going, we just need new songs, dude. Oh, like, man. like, give me something besides alive. <laughs> <laughs> every single day and so uh yeah i mean i think that was kind of going like well you know these are pretty good and, and they're actually working really well for our church there there's probably other churches that could benefit from these and so um that's honestly that's like the the heart behind what we're doing is like we want to we want to resource the local church across the world and um we just were church kids like we just love being a part of uh local church ministry and so i think like that's kind of like the heartbeat of Thrive Worship is we're we're for the church, it's for the kingdom, yeah. and it comes across in your music. So. Yes, it does. Oh, Encore, tell good. Tell us your story, dude. Yeah, yeah. So um, I actually grew up going to Bayside. I, I my parents split when I was super young. Um, so after they did, we moved churches. We were at a tiny little Baptist church and uh, came over to Bayside when I was about seven or eight, and uh, which is like super crazy because we went from like two hundred people a weekend to like. 15,000 people going to church. And it was just like, oh man, this is, but we loved it. We, it was like the church is so life-giving and it's like very, very biblically sound and I love Ray and his teaching. And um, so I, I grew up, I started volunteering uh, on our worship team. And, and honestly, uh, one core value we have for anybody who gets involved on worship is that they learn how to, uh, to serve in the church. And if that means getting a vacuum and vacuuming the stage or wrapping cables or whatever it is, um, we do that. And so my journey was a little bit longer than that because I was uh, a very ambitious and headstrong kid. And so um, I needed a little bit more time behind a console. <laughs> um, so I got, I got hired about nine years ago at Bayside as a tech guy. And, um, I spent the first four years, uh, making very, very little money and, um, doing, I was mixing for our youth ministries, maybe once, twice a month, uh, on the weekends. 
um, in during the week, I was literally building quad boxes or fixing lights or helping with load ins or whatever wow. it was. Wow. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. And uh, it wasn't till probably four or five years in, eh, maybe three or four years into working at Bayside that I really started uh, getting opportunities to lead. Um, but it's funny, like when you have the perspective of getting on that stage, um, knowing how to wire the entire stage, knowing that when you ask for an interchange, you know actually how to do that. It just changes your perspective and gives you this, um, <laughs> whether it's wanted or not, it gives you this humility to go, I'm going to, I'm going to lead from a different place today. <laughs> uh, no, so, so you're not like all those uh, typical white glovers then. <laughs> no, no. In fact, uh, yesterday I just went on a, uh, a little trip with our tech staff to one of our campuses, uh, to check out our kids camp and they were actually doing a, a new install. Um, for their tech package. And so it's kind of fun to just, I haven't been around them quite as much as this Thrive Worship project has, has taken off. But it was kind of fun to go back to my roots a little bit. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So yeah, so um, I've been, uh, since, you know, since I started leading, it's been an amazing journey. And uh, this Thrive thing, this Thrive Worship piece has been really, really close to my heart. I've been writing music since I was, oh my gosh, probably in elementary school. And, um, and I just, it's, there's something cool about, when you get on stage and you watch a congregation be impacted by a lyric or a melody that you've helped uh, compose. It, and mm. it just, it's like so fascinating. It's like hard to put into the words. So I, I don't know. I think that like sometimes when you, you know, you have a calling from God and, and you have the, the 10,000 hours that you've put in, it's just very rewarding to see what God does. Cause it's not, it goes beyond what, you know, so anything you're trying to accomplish, any accolades, and it becomes this like, oh my gosh, no, we're we're making an actual impact right now. Mm, mm, mm. Wow, yeah, awesome. so it's been That's cool. Incredible. That's awesome. That's so cool. I, so I kind of a little bit free, like I the church I'm leaving right now, I have gone to since fifth grade. Wow. So I I, I kind of feel like uh, so 28 years yeah. I've been a part of this church. Oh my and goodness. I start I I, I kind of had the opposite. I started out in worship ministry and then moved to tech ministry. Oh, wow. And now. <laughs> y- y- you couldn't pry me away from the console. I'd rather play, be there than a singer up on stage any day <laughs> of <fun>. the week. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so much fun. So, all right, here's question number two yeah. of the Frank Five. So let's say Lee gets a phone call saying that Peter and Corbin have been arrested, but nobody <laughs> knows why you were arrested. What would be the first thing Lee would think? <laughs> uh, I... Maybe I got on a fight on the golf <laughs> that's course. Or totally something. what. That's totally. What. <laughs> oh, dude, my favorite back when I was a kid because I played a lot of golf growing up. Because I'm I'm in Florida, so like like you guys, like nice weather all the time. If people would get too close, we would go to greens and then put the flag in upside down, <laughs> so they couldn't see where the pin was. <laughs> that's brutal, man. That's rough. Gosh, that's funny. Mine would be on the golf course, but I hit someone's window out or something like that. Oh wait, that actually happened. <laughs> You actually did that. <laughs> no, that was hilarious. That's fantastic. We're, we're coming down the fairway. Pete like crushes this three wood and it goes left and we didn't really hear anything. So we went over there and there's a guy just standing at his fence. Like, yeah, <laughs> and there was no way out of it. There was no way out of it. Funny story. I actually ended up knowing the guy whose, whose window I hit out. Oh my and gosh. so it was like a whole thing. He was... He was fine though. He was super nice about it. I'm I'm lucky that I didn't uh, hurt anyone. It like the ball he showed. He sent me a photo later. The ball like went through the window like into their like music room or something. It was like, that <laughs> dude, thing, you man. crushed it then. so far. <laughs> oh yeah, that's amazing. It's all about just that's in the right awesome. direction. Had some you know, on it. put the the wrong effort into the wrong direction. If, if it was if it was straight, <laughs> I would have eagled the hole or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. The first time I ever played golf on a real course when I was a kid, we get to hole number two on the, and it's like in the middle of this fifty-five and older condo thing, and so the second hole, it's like literally like maybe thirty yards off the fairway. It's just a row of all glass on the condos. So my mom gets up and she's like, "Jared, I don't want you to play on this hole because um, I don't want you to break a window." And she gets up straight up, just slices it right into a window. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay, the question, the third question. So, in all of your uh, church stuff, like services, some traveling and touring, and all the, all the things you've done, what is like the craziest, funniest thing that has happened 
during a service or during a concert or a show or whatever. Church stories, man. You can't make this stuff up. I was going to say that it's just... Paul Balash told us a story oh my about gosh. some dude coming in and like stripping all of his clothes off up on the stage and like oh, no security to put took him down on the okay. altar. So we did have one guy and I, this is guy this guy's actually really interesting. I've, I've met him. He's at, he goes to our church. Um, he's a good guy actually. Uh, but he came one time in uh, it was like like a robe. Like he came to church in a robe and had a uh, a Jewish uh, flag. And um, starts, we're singing a song called Jericho. And all of a sudden the guy starts running around the room. And, you know, we have some security at our church. So they start moving in a little bit. And uh, one of our pastors comes over and he goes, hey, well, don't worry about it. He's, he's actually going to make his way back around about six more times. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a little trying, time. He was trying to go around the wall, the wall seven times, let him fall That's down. Awesome. <laughs> We witnessed uh, one of the uh, band on Winter Jam, or what was it called? Winter Jam is that what it's called? Yeah, the the yeah, arena yeah. tour thing with Lincoln. We witnessed yeah. a guy walk. He walked off the stage uh, during the show and broke his leg during the concert. I oh. it was super sad. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Um, that was pretty crazy, but. Uh, one of the most embarrassing things that probably ever happened to me leading worship uh, was I was uh, I was leading worship. I think this was for like high school back in the day. You guys know, uh, you ever watch Phil Wickham live? Have you ever seen him live? Oh, dude is just like oh, yeah. his vocal oh, yeah. is ridiculous, right? So I grew up and I... I was like, Phil Wickham was like my hero. And I watched him once at, at Bayside. He did this transition where he went from one song into the song Cannons. And he did this thing where the song ended and then he started singing, we're singing you. And he like went right into the key. Like he landed the key with his voice and the band came in and he was in, in, wow. in pitch. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, I could do that. But I, at the time, this was... This was like before I really understood the concept of in-ears and how he probably had like a pad in his ear that gave him the note register and all that, right? I didn't. I was like with a wedge and I was like, all right, band, we're going to do this thing and I'm just going to, I'm going to start the song. We're singing you. You're going to come in on you. And we're all going to be, it's going to be great. So packed out youth group, big worship night, transition time comes to it and I go to it we're singing you and i'm like way off pitch and the band is in and then i could not find the pitch so i was like we're singing you are holy you great and, uh, no joke like at least that bad if not worse and i had to say stop 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 everyone stop and i had to apologize in front of the whole youth group and be like all right then i had to do that thing where you strum your acoustic to try and find the note. And I had to like sit there, find the pitch <laughs> and then finally keep going. And, uh, yeah, that's oh one gosh. of the most embarrassing moments I've ever had on stage. So yeah. In oh case you were wondering gosh. if your worship oh, leader knows how to sing or find pitch. Uh, now, you know, he definitely does not. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that was pretty crazy. That one will stick oh, with me forever. That's yeah. better than we had a, that's oh, I'm incredible. sure. That's incredible. We had a uh, a guy, I was back checking out the youth and he's trying to lead and he kept forgetting the words to the bridge. And it was before we put a confidence monitor in for them back there. And all of a sudden he goes, hey, stop. We just got to stop right now. He goes, I just, he closes his eyes. He goes, I just feel like somebody in the room needs <laughs> prayer right now. And we're like, you need the prayer. <laughs> what is happening right now? And he comes off the stage. We were like, what did you just do? <laughs> it was amazing. Brian, those are some good dudes right there, my man. Good dudes, man. And and I, I straight up, I don't know how old they are, but yeah. uh, the spiritual wisdom that they are bringing to their ministry at a younger age is uh, inspiring. It is It is good. Yeah. Um, and I, I think we said it in the podcast, but don't forget, they're night one at the Experience Conference. Dude. And who's speaking, by the way? Uh, Lincoln Brewster. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, Thrive Worship and Lincoln Brewster. It's night one. And Lee Fields is mixing. 
dude. So if you want to hear one of the best live mixes you've ever heard in your life, and with a really good band, and with a really good speaker, I mean, and to hang out with Big Tasty and me, I don't know. It's gonna be awesome. I mean, why would you want to hang out with the Tasty Gingy? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, that's pretty good, right? You like that? That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. So, hey, uh, Worship Leader Problems Nation, thank you so much for continuing to listen to the podcast. We hope that it's the Lord is still using it to minister to you and to your teams. And so, uh, we just, your support means the world to us. Does. And so, if, if you haven't done it yet, don't forget, like this podcast, rate it five stars only, please. Mm-hmm. And uh, get your tickets for the experience conference. And we can't wait to hang out with you guys. And so, hey, guys, until next time. See ya. Deuces.